What's up guys, I'm Coach Rudy and thank you for listening to Gaming Changed My Life, a perspective podcast on how we've changed since the creation of video games. In today's episode, we're taking a look on how Native Hawaiian, who's an investment advisor representative in the day and a virtual reality performance artist at night. The man has used his childhood rhythmic dance to master the, the gaming arts of Beat Saber. But before I play this interview, stay tuned while I give a quick shout out to my sponsors. Guys, are you tired of going to Chuck E. Cheese for your kid's birthday party every year? Are you desperately looking for something new other than outdated video games? You should really try Game Next Door. It's nothing but a virtual reality game truck down in Palm Beach County, Florida. They come to your party location serving over 80 of the most popular regular and VR games. The best part is your kid takes home a special gift box that has over a lot of goodies that he or she wanted for free. For free? If you're looking to try something different, your best bet is Game Next Door. Go check them out at GameNextDoor.net and tell them Coach Rudy sent you. Alright, beat my savior. Or should I say John? You know, it took me a while to figure out that <laughs> your name. <laughs> What's his name? Because I was trying to figure out, and I didn't even read your Instagram page. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, where, like, how am I going to find this man's name? And I like his little mystery thing that he's doing, but <laughs> am I going to keep calling him Beat by Saber? <laughs> yeah, Beats by Saber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Beats by Saber or John, either one. Okay, so I'm trying to be a little bit formal here. For those of you guys um, who doesn't know who I'm talking to, this is uh, John the man behind, well, one of the men behind Beat by Saber. And for those of you guys who don't know who Beats by Saber is, John, would you like to tell him? So I record Beat Saber videos. Beats by Saber is just my Instagram name, my YouTube name, and I record mixed reality videos. Yeah. Yeah, with, with Beat by Saber, it launched basically in May 2018. And as an average, because you play on mixed reality, will you play what, on HC Vive? Yes. Yeah, and you downloaded it from Steam, right? Correct. Yeah, there's about 3,000 monthly players on Steam. Did you know that? I had no idea until I did my research. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's a really popular game. Yeah. You know, the difference between um, HTC Vive and um, the PS4, It's HTC Vive is more accurate than the PS4. Because... <laughs> Mm-hmm. I have that in my uh, my game truck, and some of the kids says like one of the uh, lightsaber just like flies out. <laughs> <laughs> it just flies out. It doesn't do it. It just goes somewhere <laughs> until I redirect it. I wish I could add like the uh, HTC Vive inside my game truck, but I ran out of space. But this is honestly one of the like one of the most popular games ever. I've never even seen somebody like I don't I don't think I've seen you miss anything. Um, you know like. Oh, I don't sure. think I've seen. <laughs> it was just. You might think this is like easy. You might think this is like, oh, this is nothing, like you know, or a cake. But for me, I've been trying to play this game for a while now. I don't know if it's because like maybe my it's different on the um because it's different consoles or systems, mm-hmm. but it seems every time you do it, it just looks hard for me. Sure, <laughs> it, it's a. Uh, it helps to have rhythm. Yeah, like playing music and things like that helps with those types of rhythm games. That's a big part of it. But uh, yeah, it's a it's definitely a fun game. All right. So now we're talking a little bit about, about what Beat Saber. So let's mm-hmm. talk about you, the man behind Beat Saber. I want to know a little bit about you. <laughs> sure. Not too much where <laughs> people might find out exactly where you are. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Uh, my name is John. Uh, I, I consider myself a, a virtual reality performing artist, 
a performance artist. It has a nice I, to it. Sure. <laughs> I, I grew up in Honolulu, Hawaii, and uh, for college, I went to UC Riverside, University of California, Riverside, and now I live in Los Angeles area. My day job is I'm an investment advisor representative. Uh, that's, that's what I do. It helps pay the bills. What's an investment advisor representative? Oh, uh, for trading purposes? Yeah. Yeah. Just helping oh. people invest for retirement or other goals that they have. How long have you been doing that? Uh, about 10 years now. Wow. Hmm? May I ask you, how old are you? I'm 31. Wow. You're very young. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> You've been doing this <laughs> for 10 years. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been working with kids for like eight years. Feels wow. like a feels like 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I get more bags under my eyes than anybody. <laughs> Anyways, what was the first? I know Beat Saber just came out, but have you, uh, what? I'm sure that's not the only game that you like. Have you played Guitar Hero? I know like a lot of people yeah. have. You played that before? Yes, yes. Uh, I, mean, I played a lot of video games. Uh, I played a lot of Nintendo games, PlayStation games, uh, PC games, but. Uh, in college, Rock Band, Guitar Hero, really popular, and those rhythm games I really liked, and that translated very well to Beat Saber when it came out. So, what was it when you when Beat Saber just came out? Did you like? How did you even realize that? Well, you know, I'm really good at this game. How did you? Sure. Well, growing up in Hawaii, I, I played a lot of taiko. Uh, it's Japanese drumming. I performed that a lot too. Uh, for almost uh, 20 years and if you've ever seen it it's it's drumming but it's not just the rhythm it's very choreographed uh there's a lot of visual movements it's, it's a big element of the art and my style of beat saber play is pretty heavily influenced from taiko and when i got to college i continued to play taiko with you know, uc riverside's group a lot of other drummers in that group became roommates and that, that's where, who i played a lot of guitar here on rock band with Eventually, one of those friends told me about Beat Saber a few months before it was available. Uh, I watched a few videos of it and got pretty excited. Part of what makes Beat Saber so great is how intuitive it is. Yeah. Within, the, within the first 15 seconds of watching a video, you understand how the game works. It's, it's fairly straightforward. That's true. Right? You have lightsabers and blocks are coming at you. You cut them to the music. Yeah, but like, <laughs> you, yours, those blocks comes at you within like seconds, like, you know, like high <laughs> <Sure>. speed. Me, <laughs> I use the intermediate part where it just, I just take my time with my, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so I look very skilled doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I said, Rock Band, Guitar Hero has a big influence just because they're very similar, how those rhythm games work. You know, things come down uh, a scroller or, or at you when it comes to Beat Saber and that translated pretty quickly, skill-wise. Oh, when I saw right. the first video of the game, I, I knew I wanted to play it, though. Did you actually have to change your computer because of it? Yes, actually. I, I didn't have a virtual reality headset at the time, uh, mm-hmm. so I, I got a computer ready to go uh, so that when it came out, I could start playing right away. And then you open your Instagram. Are you mm-hmm. on Facebook? Uh, No, not on okay. Facebook, but Instagram you've right op- now. You've opened your Instagram, and then now, like, you know... All the attention got pouring. I've I've known you because of Instagram. I sure. think the only I think how um, we've got in touch is probably when I uh, posted a pic a video of like one of the people, one of the clients playing Beat Sabers inside my uh, game truck, and then I think I just found you out, and then I think maybe you liked that page, and then I saw your page, and then I was fathomed by it. So when you were 
I've never I've never heard of that dance before, so I had to look it up while you was talking. And it says mm-hmm. it's a Japanese dance. You said uh, Japanese drumming. It's taiko. A Japanese drum taiko. Mm-hmm. Spelled oh. T A I K O. It's pretty cool. What is life in Hawaii? Yeah, it's very it's very relaxed. I surfed a lot in high school. I great weather, great food, great culture. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. And then I came to California for college and stayed here in California. When did you uh, start playing first video game? Like first video first, game? Yeah, first ever video game that made you. Uh, I was in I was in game. kindergarten. Uh, I was in kindergarten, and I had gotten I inherited uh, an old Atari console from my aunt. Oh. And I think I'm pretty sure Pong was the first game I played, and I was probably four <laughs> or five years old. That's right around the same time I started playing Taiko too. At the same time. Wow. Then you just the love kept growing on and off, right? Yep. Uh, well, it's just I don't even think it was off, but maybe when you were you got busy doing work stuff, you had to start paying the bills and everything. Sure. I remember my first game was it was an X Men game on the Game Boy. Okay. Nice. It was an X Men. I don't know if you remember like those little small X Men. It was like the Game Boys, yeah, the cards. Yeah. And then we was playing X Men, and there were so many different missions that we had to do, but so many fights. It was it was incredible, and I was I was amazed with the fact that this little small card, just like Nintendo Switch right now, can have so much, can contain so many things inside. You know, sure. so many missions. It was just it was amazing, and I just wanted to be. I actually wanted to be a game developer when I was little. Very nice. That didn't. <laughs> that definitely didn't happen. Um, still, you're still playing, or you're still working with video games, right? I do, I do. Sure. I really like your anonymity part, right. where you have the headset, and I've looked, I was scrolling through your Instagram, where you, people are actually, it seems like people are interested to see what you look like, but you don't give them the chance to look. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then it's, it reminds me of like the uh, the singer, like Sia. Sia. I don't even right. know if I said her right, <laughs> name right, but it just. Right. It works. It works out for her and for me. And for some small part, I was like, I know he's not gonna want to face cam, <laughs> but I'm not gonna say it until he said. <laughs> but then again, I, I knew that wasn't gonna happen. But I was like, yeah. Um, how's that working? Like, you know, is this something like I know one of my boys have like he he plays on Twitch all the time and then he doesn't show his face mainly because people like mystery people you know people like that type of stuff sure and how's that working for you like with the vrs started putting out content i knew i didn't really want to be a, a video game personality i didn't want to have a big i guess community that knows me super well like a lot of other people are on twitch uh, i felt yeah. that space is pretty crowded and it's a big time commitment so it is. i felt like Maybe being anonymous fits in with pretty well with the facelessness of virtual reality. That's true. Having that that headset and right. it allows me to allows me to focus more on the performance. Actually, on Instagram, I have a little put a highlight out there saying I'll reveal my face once I have ten thousand followers. So that's, I did. I that's kind of a, a goal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it seems to be working for you. I've been. I was. I was stunned. So actually, I really wanted to talk about the tournament uh, sure. that you went. I didn't even know. I actually didn't even know that there was a tournament for Beat Saber. But then again, I should know because there's a tournament for everything. Mm-hmm. But how was it? So how did you get introduced to that tournament? There's a couple local virtual reality arcades. And actually, back in August of 2018, there was a global tournament that a lot of other virtual reality arcades 
had participated in. And so the one nearby here in Los Angeles, uh, I think it was in Torrance called Servios. They hosted their local one. That was a lot of fun back in August. And then they had another one just this past month in March. That was a lot of fun. There was other some returning players, some new players, some other uh, Beat Saber players from across, I guess, had just moved from uh, other parts of the country to Los Angeles. They participated. It was kind of a head-to-head tournament style. Uh, it was a lot oh. of fun. I didn't get first place. Were you nervous? A little bit. How was the turnout? Uh, there was about... I want to say dozen participants or so, maybe a little bit more. The fact that there's other people who practice the same way you do, it's just, and the fact that you competed in Mm -hmm. front of all these people, and then there was someone who actually were ahead of you. Because it seems to me when I see your Instagram, it looks like this is like something like you love doing, you enjoy doing, you're great at. And I'm sure you. you could agree with me. And then, but it looks like someone else, other people love doing the same thing. It's kind of like being at a car show, like, you know, who has the best car, who who's who has the most maybe expensive cars out there. And then you thought like, you know, you probably were your car was probably the best. But then somebody else came along and then show you that you still have a little a little bit of ways ways to go. Would you compete again? Sure. Yeah, definitely. It's it's always fun to you know meet other players. A big, I guess, part of it is when it comes to Beat Saber, getting the highest score or the, the the perfect combo, it, it's that side of it's not as important for me, just because the style of a play that I have uh, doesn't quite match up with that. Yeah. Uh, if I were focusing more on the high score or more, more focusing on getting a perfect combo, my style wouldn't really come out as well. I wouldn't have yeah. that, as much the opportunity to express myself. I don't worry about it that much. If you look at some of my videos, I don't, yeah. even if I miss a few blocks here and there, I'll still post the video just because I had fun playing it. I thought yeah. it was a good recording and I... Yeah, you just look yeah. like you have fun. I mean, that's all that matters. That's right. How, that really is all that matters. Mm-hmm. We do things because we want to have fun doing it. We don't want right. to do it out of ob- obligations. I mean, you kind of said it. It comes with a lot of obligations if you reveal yourself and a lot of expectation as Twitch uh, star or something. One of the colleagues that I've mentioned, he also talked about the same responsibility. And it's just like... I mean, you look at people at Ninja, this kid has to stay at, at a screen every single day. And mind you, right. he loved doing it. But then I'm sure he loved doing it when nobody else was not like, you know, he didn't have hundreds of thousands of people watching him, expecting so much from him. It's a whole different uh, shebang, I should say. I actually want to know, were you able to connect with people um, through the game? Through you, Yeah, well, through video games. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, growing up uh, when I was younger in elementary school, I played a lot of console games like Nintendo, PlayStation with my cousins. And then as I got into middle school, high school, I played a lot of PC games, online games, things like Diablo 2, StarCraft, Counter-Strike. And funny enough, back in those days, one of my usernames included Saber. So using the name Beats by Saber now is appropriate. So but, it was yeah. kind of like made match made in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it kind of worked out. <laughs> yeah, because that the Beat Saber hasn't. It's still new. So mm-hmm. the fact that you know, like, yeah, you probably were. Yeah, definitely need, need to do this. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, and I was gonna say, as for other Beat Saber players, and I met them online, uh, met them in person at tournaments. I've, I've definitely been able to connect with people through gaming. Would you say like it pro- it probably changed your life, your perspective of video games? Uh, yeah, 
Definitely, because I would say you know, I grew up playing video games just from such a young age, started yeah. to play. And it's definitely allowed me to connect with people. It's also as you know, certain games are more competitive or certain games develop certain skills. And you can apply those things to other aspects of your life. It's riveting to see what game have done for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Like army veterans have coped through PTSD because of gaming. People have made a ton, loads of money because of gaming. People just want to want to go home and then leave up, just be stress free by playing video games after work, after a long day sure. of work, because it's it's a form of es- escape and just think back back in the day like gaming is only uh maybe over 40 years old or something mm-hmm. and it's just things it changed it changed it, it's coming a long way and it's not going to go anywhere soon and i actually the reason for this podcast is because i love the fact that i could get everybody everyone from different backgrounds perspective of how a video game has changed them yours is different yours is i'm hearing from your perspective how you actually came up with a name before beat saber even came out like you know what do you think are your hopes for like video games or like in the future what do you think video game will be for you in the future gaming will always be uh, a big draw for people and i think there's a bigger opportunity for virtual reality especially virtuality gaming, you know, that medium to really expand. Yeah. I think Beat Saber, the game itself is, is lightning in a bottle for VR gaming. Yeah. It, it hasn't been out for a full year yet, you know, as, mm-hmm. as we're talking right now. And it's already won multiple awards. It's sold over yeah. a million copies. It did. And yeah, I know a lot of gamers have actually gotten VR headsets, whether it's PSVR or, you know, mm-hmm. things like the Vive, Oculus, just because of Beat Saber. They saw videos about it. They yeah. wanted to play it. And it, it's gotten them it was the impetus for them to get actual vr yes and... it was because that's true because when i i only have beat saber on one tv it's a small tv inside mm-hmm. the trailer and i kid you not every single day whenever every single time i have an event people already know that i have beat saber because it, it words go around right and right there's a line there's literally five people five to ten people waiting their line to play a beat saber Sure. And it's just something that's not going to go. It's actually a wonderful thing to see. They want to play it themselves. They want to experience the thrill of it themselves. I actually, just like you said, virtual reality is going to change how we fundamentally see our lives, like, you know, in the future. I mean, I've actually, I don't know if you've ever seen that TV show, Black Mirror. Have you seen? Yes. Yes. Okay. I actually like the fact of um, Black Mirror because it portrays like what virtual reality could be. Mm-hmm. Like you have your whole different life inside a game. Honestly, you sure. create, you can map out everything inside a game. You could go out uh, to a bar and then there's a virtual reality desk right there. And then you mm-hmm. just escape from it. It's just wonderful. You know? Yeah. Another aspect of virtual reality that I think will be quite hasn't caught on with a lot of people concept wise is you asked me some questions about, you know, living in Hawaii, for example, right? Or yeah. part of, your enjoyment of doing this podcast is you get to see all these different perspectives. That's right. Pretty soon with virtual reality, you'll literally be able to see other people's perspectives, right? You can, people can walk around, record themselves yeah. living in Hawaii and you could put on, you know, put yourself in virtual reality, seeing that perspective, you know, walking around in their shoes. And yeah, that's a right. huge, huge part of virtual reality that 
Yeah, that's I feel like we'll continue to grow. To happen, you're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. The HTC, the one that Google owned, what's the what's what's the one again? I can't remember. Google owned what virtual reality? It's a standalone one, and you could actually watch TV with another person with the same headset. Um, Oculus Go. It's called okay, Oculus I think that, Go. I think that was Facebook. That one's Facebook, right? Oh yeah, yeah, Facebook. I'm sorry, sure. I say Google. Yeah, it's Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I tried it. This is something different because usually those standalone virtual realities, it requires you to have like put your phone in there, you know? Right. But this right. one is completely wireless, standalone. Right. right. Wireless, everything. And the fact even like the fact that it the headset is embedded with the uh with the strap, that's amazing. And you can watch Netflix with somebody who's not even here at the same house. You know, you just connect with somebody else. And right. then you just watch Netflix there. And the graphics, it's amazing. It's outstanding. It's coming a long way. And virtual reality is, I want to say, maybe four or five years old. So sure. yeah, it's coming a long way. I mean, we're almost done with this uh, uh, interview. And this is only be 24 minutes. So what advice would you give to anyone who listened to this podcast? Uh, about Beat Saber or about video games? About Beat Saber. If you haven't tried it yet, try it. Go to a virtuality arcade check it out it's very intuitive as we talked about and once you see a video of someone playing you understand how the game works and uh, it's just a lot of fun to play and if you're not good at it right away just keep practicing Uh, i feel like it helps people get into certain music just because they're not just listening to the music but they're imagining playing beat saber along with it it's a fun game you know i've thought of um i've thought of it because you know i also do laser tag i've thought of different ways where virtual reality could be implemented in laser tag because laser sure. tag is still for me it still has a long way to go where you can implement augmented reality and virtual reality with laser tags you actually have a gun you actually have a virtual reality headset and then you are running around like shooting creatures augmented reality creatures around the vicinity you could do the same thing with virtual realities you know you just out there because you don't Technically, I, I don't like the fact that you have to be inside an indoor space, a dark and everything to play mm-hmm. laser tag. And then I just think like if you it, that's going to be a, a new tech company who's going to be starting this whole thing, if not me. <laughs> and it's just going to be taken because it's going to take everybody by storm because laser tag is one of the biggest thrills that people have. I just think that to incorporate virtual reality to it, it's a smart innovation. Sure. So, so I think what attracts people to laser tag is the immersivity of it, you know, being immersed in this world where you can shoot each other with lasers and it be harmless. Virtual reality, it's the same draw, the same draw, Mm -hmm. being immersed in a virtual world and traveling somewhere else in the world or some futuristic world, right? I mean, that's, that's what virtual reality is about too. Yep. That's what it is. And that's the reason why I've mentioned laser tag because they're both immersive. People like immersive type of thrills, entertainments sure. in their house. And honestly, now we live in an age where we want things like coming at us instead of going to them, you know? Sure, sure. And it's just, it's exciting new route for it. So this has been very productive, John. Sure. <laughs> I actually enjoy spending time and talking to you about this. How can people follow you on Instagram? What's the sure. name? Yeah, I'm on Instagram. It's Beats by Saber. B-E-A-T-S-B-Y-S-A-B-E-R. You can also find me on YouTube. I have the full videos of the songs I've recorded there. I can search Beats by Saber with no spaces. For a while there, when you searched on YouTube, 
the search engine would ask, did you mean Beat Saber? And it would yeah. ignore my videos, but I think it's now included them. Is the and, ranking? Right, Probably right. Probably outranked it, yeah. Sure. Uh, I've gotten requests to stream on Twitch also, uh, which I'm still considering. Uh, so if, if you're on Twitch a lot, keep an eye out for me. I may be yeah, streaming soon. I, am, I just thought, I, I think it's a great idea because, you know, the thing about Twitch is it's not as crowded as you think it is. YouTube is enormously crowded because Twitch is only five years old. YouTube is what? maybe 20 years old i don't remember now because twitch just came out like amazon dropped that uh dropped twitch and then everybody like started being on twitch and people have made lives made a living through twitch sure. and the fact of the matter is and it's mostly uh first person shooter games on twitch that like okay. you know, that's so popular but if you bring like a virtual reality games in there, I just think it's another market that people don't have. And it's a niche market. People like to see other different things. For me, I show this to my, I shared your, I reposted your video, the one I had the Maroon 5 in. Mm -hmm. And then people on my Facebook were commenting or people were DMing me and saying like, well, this is really exciting that you are going to interview this man because I've never seen Beat Saber before. And this man is amazing. Like, you know? <laughs> Sure, yeah, thanks. it's a nice thing to hear and you might as well like, you know, if you might as well do it, you might as well open your market to like different avenues because I personally think YouTube, it's one of the biggest crowded area and it's like sure. you, know, you could think of, but Twitch, there's still room to grow. There's a lot of room to grow on Twitch. And so I'm definitely going to uh, keep an eye out for you on Twitch. My boys, they on Twitch all the time. Matter of fact, my phone rang and my phone just gave me a ding, um, gave me a notification that one of my boys is chilling, is streaming on Twitch right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So that's just, they love doing that. It's video game has made an impact to a lot of people's lives, whether negatively or positively. And I want to shed a light to it because let's face it, there's still a stigma to it that we all like, uh, most video gamers are like lazy or, they don't know what they're doing or they don't have a job or they're nerds or something like that. But me, this is besides my part of besides the fact that it's changed a huge majority of my life, it changed your life and a lot of other people's lives too. And this is why this podcast is gonna is very exciting, it's very endearing for me because we're gonna we're gonna take a look at everybody's perspective. Definitely. I'm gonna let you go, uh John. This sure. was Thanks so uh, much. Yeah, thank you so much, John. We're going to have to catch up next time, okay? Definitely. And make sure you post videos. I'll definitely, definitely post you. All right? <laughs> Thanks a lot. All right, thank you. Sure, take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. This was a very conductive interview that I did with John. It was very exciting playing, uh, talking to him because of the fact that I've he's given me a different perspective of uh, virtual reality and especially uh, Beats by Saber. Um, we've talked about his background, mystery tournaments and occupations and his future goals for um, Beats by Saber. Overall, it was great experience talking to John, even if I was nervous um, talking to him about his whole experience and beats by saber i'm so excited to talk about this podcast because there's something that you might gain from it is something i might gain from just even sharing my experience or sharing somebody else's experience um talking to them or letting you know about them even if i don't interview them okay i'm th this is one of the things i'm very passionate about and 
this is gonna be one of those shows that might want you to start your own show about video game if you enjoy video game like I do that's it this was the first episode of gaming changed my life hosted by yours truly coach Woody aka Woodoff Belizer. if you guys really enjoyed this podcast please make sure you give us a little bit of rating on iTunes or iHeartReady whatever wherever you listen to our podcast to and Give us a little feedback in our comments below wherever we post this and let us know what you didn't like or what you did like. Okay, because we I try to be a little bit better with speaking. As you could hear, I'm not the best when it comes to speaking. Okay, so I uh, hope to hear from you soon. The next episode is going to be about how he connects with children through video gaming and what his childhood was like with video games, what we should learn from it and how we should take it and apply it in the future. You don't want to miss this. See you soon.